Welcome to the Podiatry Business Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and health business mentor. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring podiatry clinic owners to make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode number 39 of the Podiatry Business Podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnella. Um, podiatrist and health business mentor. So um, the title of today's podcast is the top three systems needed for a profitable clinic. So I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you own your own clinic and you want that clinic to be profitable. Um, This seems relatively straightforward. This is why we go into business. it isn't just to make money, obviously. It, we go into business because we want the, f- the freedom, the financial free, financial wherewithal to have the freedom to do what we want to do. We don't want to be tied to being in one particular place at one particular time too much, and we certainly don't want to have a boss tell us what to do. But what tends to happen is we go into business full of enthusiasm, and we tend to copy what our peers have been doing. Now, The truth of the matter is that the vast majority of people who run health clinics just like yours have just as little idea of how to run it as a business as you probably do. Certainly, I was in this category for quite a long period of time. And whenever I start working with private coaching clients, I notice that they are in a similar situation to I was in and probably to the one you're in right now if you're listening to this. If everything was okay in your clinic, you probably wouldn't be listening to this. So what I wanted to talk to you today about was what are the top three systems I think you need to have in your business to have a profitable clinic. And when I say profitable, I don't just mean enough to pay you a good wage. I mean enough to pay you a uh, return on the effort and the sweat and the tears the sleepless nights, the negotiations with the bank um, and this and that. You know what I'm talking about if you're running your own business. Enough to pay you um, if you decided not to go to work. So currently, I'm taking a six-month complete sabbatical from treating patients. And in fact, I have implemented um, a new system into my business where I now have a practice manager who runs the business for me, the clinics for me. So I go to meet her once a week for an hour, hour and a half. And other than that, I try to have as little interaction with the business. And I'm doing it for two reasons. One is I feel I want to take a break from that and to turn my attention to my coaching business. And secondly, I'm trying to implement into my business um, processes that I want to make sure that my coaching clients can do. So anything I help my coaching clients to do, anything I talk about here, I've done them myself. And putting a practice manager in, which means that I don't need to be anywhere near the business, is part of that. So there's three top systems are, um, number one, marketing. Number two, conversion or sales. And number three is management. So if we start with marketing, so what I mean by marketing is, with any business, getting new customers, getting new clients, getting new patients is the lifeblood of your business. If you're not getting new patients, new clients, you're not going to last for very long. Now, the problem with most clinics 
is they have no real marketing system at all. So what they hope is that they open the door. They may have a Facebook page. They may have a website. They uh, may have knocked on a few GPs doors, physios doors, and told them, listen, I'm down the road. Send me some work. And then they open their door and they hope that the phone rings. And this is exactly what I did. This is exactly what everyone else did. And if this is you, then that's that's okay. Um, but it's not going to get your business to grow and it's not going to turn it into a business that can survive without you. Now, the good news is it can do so, but you need to systemize this marketing. So what you're looking to do is to build a marketing system that provides your business with a constant flow of leads. What we tend to find is when we ask clinic owners what kind of marketing do they do or do they do any marketing, they say, oh yeah, of course I do. I do word of mouth. And word of mouth basically means they don't really have a marketing system. Now, I'm not saying this in any way to be disparaging of people who say this because this was me, but I'm saying it because if you're not in control, then you're at the the beck and call and the whim of what happens outside of your business. Uh, let's imagine that you, you've decided that or you've built a business that's dependent on one or two particular local GPs or physios or whatever to send you some work and they suddenly decide that they're not going to send it to you anymore. That's not really a solid foundation. What you need to have is a marketing system that's as automated as you can make it. Now, you can never make it 100% automated because people have to be involved in this, but as automated as you can make it and it provides you with a steady stream of leads. Leads are people who potentially could become a patient. And it's providing you with these leads from various different sources, Google, Facebook, uh, SEO, direct mail. Um, word of mouth is okay, um, but it should be part of an overall um, strategy. So that if one of these falls apart, if that GP or that consultant who was sending you a significant number uh, of patients was to drop away, it would make no difference. Um, you should have a, you should concentrate on your own database internal marketing within your um, database of patients is a mine feel mine of of gold of patients who know you who like you who trust you who've been to you before and are in all likelihood far more likely to come back and see you and tr- and give you another go than those who've never seen you before your website should be optimized to encourage people to um, give you their contact details so you can begin the conversation to encourage them to convert and become a patient of yours. And all of these things I've talked about before in other podcasts, if you look back through the episodes, you'll see I've talked about these in particular. You should have a paid ad strategy. Um, My favorite ones at the moment are Google, Google Ads, and Facebook stroke Instagram. And um, both of, or Facebook in particular, I'm trying to get even more into um, because I can see the potential for growth from my ideal patient. And this is something, the, why I love these is with um, Google and Facebook, they're pretty much automated. You, you might sit down, I tend to sit down maybe once a week with my marketing manager for about half an hour or an hour. And we look at these, what we're going to do for the week. And then we let them run. And maybe once a week, we could probably leave it longer. Um, Certainly with the Google Ads, I would speak to my Google Ads mentor only once a month. 
And other than that, it continually provides my clinic with a, a, a steady stream of leads. Um, offline marketing, such as newspapers, um, di- direct mail um, postcards, so on. All of these are things that you can systemize, and they should be developed in such a way, like I said, that it's providing your admin team, your marketing team, um, maybe it's just you, with a steady stream of potential leads that you then will put into your second system. And your second system should be conversion or sales. Now, what you'll tend to find is when you talk to a medic about sales, they will have a visceral reaction. They don't like the idea that they're in sales. Well, I'm afraid to tell you that you are in sales because, and and, and I, I'd be quite strong about this. I feel it's in, in um, it's imperative that we as clinicians get good at selling. Now, why do I say this? Well, let's imagine Mary comes into you tomorrow morning and Mary has a pain in her heel for the last um, four years. And Mary has spent three or four thousand um, pounds or euros or whatever you're having yourself over the last number of years going to this place and that place. And we all know we have seen people come in like this. And Mary probably has a bag of orthotics that you wouldn't give to the cat. And you know you can help Mary. You know you could probably sort her heel pain in about a three-month period. But Mary doesn't trust you. Mary doesn't like you. She doesn't know you. So why would she possibly give you a go? You look like all of those other clinicians. Your website is the same as all of those other clinicians. You're wearing the same white coat as all of those other clinicians. You've got all these letters after your name, just like all those other clinicians. And while your intentions, and I'm sure all of those other people's intentions were good, if you cannot sell to Mary the reason for going ahead with the treatment, and if you cannot sell to Mary the reason to comply with those exercises, that treatment plan, and to stick with the treatment plan, even when things are slow to improve, well, then you're letting Mary down. And you will just be added to that list that she tells the next clinician she goes to see. So the next time you get someone like Mary in and you think she tells you the story about all of those other clinicians, remember that you could be on that list unless you start to learn about sales. We need to get off our high horse as clinicians and realize if we can't convince our patients to do what's best for them, then we are failing them. So do you explain to your staff how they need to do this? Do you put any effort into this? In my clinic, we put a significant amount of effort in. There's lots of peer-reviewed research done into why people say yes. And when I get my staff working on this, I make it clear to them that I'm not doing this for them to sell something unnecessary, that that is not what we're looking for. What I'm looking for is that they're able to convince that patient sitting in front of them of the reason to go ahead with what they recommend. And I explain the psychology of decision-making for that patient, the barriers that they're having to going ahead with that. And I try to get my staff to empathize, to sit in their shoes and see what's the journey that that patient has come on before they get to your, your clinic. And by doing so, I found that we have improved our case acceptance 
i.e. how many of those potential leads go ahead with treatment. And we've significantly improved how many of those patients uh, finish their plan of care and therefore get better and therefore recommend us to other people. And by doing these, we have seen exponential growth in our clinic. Just this year, we've grown by 38 to 40 percent and last year, 60 percent. This year, we've grown so fast, we've had to open a second clinic, despite the fact that we have a pandemic. And my coaching clients are all seeing similar results when they focus on the idea that they need to convince their staff of the imperative of knowing how to get a patient to convert. The third system that I would recommend and that I feel is is needed for, for you to have a profitable clinic is management. So when I say management, you might be listening to this, it might be just you and maybe one or two or other clinics, and you're probably heavily involved in the clinic, and maybe you don't have a practice manager. But day-to-day running of your clinic should be as systemized as you possibly can. The systems should be as simple as you possibly can, so that essentially the business is almost boring to run. If you find that your business is, uh, you're firefighting, that you're constantly having to do something new, something exciting, like a complaint or, or staff don't know what to do next, well, then your systems aren't watertight enough. And in my own case, what I've recently done is I've spent the last number of years obviously implementing these systems, training uh, my staff on them, and fine-tuning them. And I realize that these systems are never finished. They will always have to be refined, improved upon, new systems developed, or some systems dropped. But what I've done is I've gotten my clinic, and I'm trying to do the same with my coaching clients where appropriate, where we're now getting to the point where the clinic systems are watertight enough that I can hand it over to my to a practice manager. And in my case, practice manager is one of our podiatrists who stepped up to start to run the clinic from day to day. And this clinician doesn't necessarily have any training in management. She is a people person. But what we've done is we've made checklists, we've made checklist to, for her to be able to see what do I do next, what systems do I follow, and then I hold her accountable, like I said. And by doing this, it has meant that the business will continue to grow, the patients will continue to get premium quality customer service, uh, best practice medical care. My staff will continue to work in a clinic that has a good culture that um, encourages them to be the best that they can be, all while allowing me the freedom to do nothing if that's what I want or to look at other interests, um, which include this podcast and helping my coaching clients to replicate the success that I want. So, if you're listening to this and you are thinking, I haven't, I've heard, I know all about systemization, I've heard all this before, but I don't know where to start. What I would say to you is pick one system from each of these three things. So the first one being marketing. How can I systemize my marketing? And it might just simply be your word of mouth marketing to begin with, if that's all you're doing. Second one is conversion. How can I systemize converting? It could well be systemize the phone call that your staff have at the front desk when somebody rings looking for an appointment. Um, Management, it might be something very simple, such as 
how you take a record of your numbers every day, um, your KPIs or so forth. But one at a time, maybe one a week, every week. And if you think of this, if you do one a week for every week for, for a year on each of these, you're talking 150 systems by the end of your year. But every journey is started with one step. And what I would say to you is it is possible no matter what the naysayers will say to you, it is possible for you to grow a business that provides your patients with best quality and best practice medical care and gives you the lifestyle that you want, whether that's treating patients um, less or not at all, um, or managing your staff, or maybe not working in the clinic at all in time. It is possible to do all of these things and to give an ethical service to your patients. Lastly, if you're wondering how far along this journey your clinic is, one way you'll know is what price or or what multiple of profit you would be able to sell your clinic if you had to today. The more your clinic works without you, the more systemized it is, the more more, uh, multiples of profit you can sell it for. Now, what I've done is I've developed a very simple quiz that you'll find on the homepage of my website, morepracticeprofits.com. And this um, quiz, if you fill it in, I think it's 12 simple questions, it'll show you approximately what we feel you you could achieve if you decided you wanted to sell your clinic. Um, Be as honest as you can with it. I notice a lot of people filling it in and... uh, they're getting numbers that I know couldn't are, are not really true um, because they're working on their own and yet they, they feel that they have a business and they don't have a business, what they have is a job. So be as honest as you can um, and have a look at the quiz and hopefully it'll give you some idea of how far along this journey you are. And remember that everyone has to start at some point and if I was to take this quiz a number of years ago I certainly wouldn't I would have told me that I would have struggled to sell my business um, as it was in such a poor state so until next week this is Laura Clondonla podiatrist and health business mentor signing off <laughs>